absolutely awesome to see you down in Florida, Roddy. Unfortunately, you are at the grind, working. LOL. Enjoy it, man. You deserve it. How about that? Listen, please don't feel sorry for me. Darren, do you feel sorry for me when I got to work? I feel sorry for me. (laughs) Exactly. Kind of a life that I could settle into. Oh, yeah. Fun, sun, and surf. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Another tough day. Canada's daytime sports talk show coming to you from stateside. Look at these beautiful environs. Today we are live from Bow Campers Sports Bar and Grill in sunny and steamy Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Two hours of sports talk coming your way. And uh, might I say, Moose DuPont, as we bring him in from the bunker at home in the Great White North, these might be the best environs we've had yet in our two weeks down here in the Sunshine State. What do you, what do you think about these, uh, this place here today? Yeah, no audio from Darren DuPont, so I'm going to handle this myself uh, for the next little while. How about that? We don't have audio from Darren. He's 10 feet away from the control room, but I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, coming in loud and clear. Figure that one out. And before we get going with the quick six show topics, and I'll tell you who the guests are, just something about bow campers. Uh, As you know, last week we were doing the show from the beach house in Pompano Beach, Florida. And some of the staff there said, you got to go to Bow Campers. If you're going to be doing sports talk from anywhere in South Florida, you got to go to Bow Campers. And I said, what's that all about? And Ian said, it's the third largest sports bar in all of America. You wouldn't, I can't believe what the sports, uh, sorry, what the square footage is of this place. And we will figure it out over the next couple of days and pass it along. But Kim Bow Camper, Kim Bow Camper is the owner and proprietor of this sports bar, and he played with the Miami Dolphins from 1977 to 1985. There are bow campers all over South Florida. And I was just talking to one of the servers here, one of the fine servers that's looking after us. And I said, is Kim around? Are we going to see Kim? Can we get Kim on the air? And she says, Kim has moved to Las Vegas. So Kim Bow Camper's not here, but the sports bar still is. And they've been gracious enough to host us here over the next couple of days. All right, do we have moose? Do we have audio from Darren DuPont? <laughs> we're working on it my four favorite words in broadcasting they said we will not have audio from darren dupont in this segment how about that do we have rick regan how about that that's fine yeah yeah so that's okay wow i will roll it out on my own here from Bo campers i think i can handle that in the warm-up for Ecole electric coming up on the program today indigenous artist Colton Grant, he is a Squamish artist, and he has come up with, I'm not sure if at any point we're going to air the design or the logo. If you have it, Clark, throw it up on the screen. He's done a football First Nation sort of West Coast logo to incorporate Orange Shirt Day today as we celebrate National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. We honor and recognize the ancestors and survivors of residential school abuse that's why i got my orange shirt on today i didn't see moose long enough to tell if he had orange on today or not but colton grant's going to join us to talk about why this is important to him and then an hour two matthew savoy of the winnipeg ice will be joining us and there's a reason why you got it clark tells me they have it you're going to throw this thing is a thing of beauty this is what colton grant designed see that west coast indigenous thing there with the football and those Thunderbird logos from the West Coast. Colton's going to join us to talk about why this is so important, this design, and red, uh, sorry, orange shirt day across the nation. So anyways, can you uh, hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? 
Thank you. I'm sweating like a hooker in church here right now, but it's not because I got to host this segment alone. It's because it is hot. It's 88 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, thankfully, they did drop the shade behind me here at Bo Campers, but whoo, it is hot. I know that nobody cares but me. I'm just passing it along. So number one show topic. And by the way, Tom, the bartender here today, says, so what do you, what do you all talk about on that show? Canadian sports? And I said, well, yes, sports that Canadians are interested in. You have those sports as well. You're just not interested in them. Like the National Hockey League and the Blue Jays. Bo Bichette hit a go-ahead solo shot in the eighth inning, his second home run of the game, to power the Toronto Blue Jays to a much-needed 6-5 victory over the New York Yankees Wednesday night at Rogers Center. Jordan Romano closed it out for his 22nd save as Toronto halted New York's seven-game win streak and moved two games behind the Yankees in the battle for the two American League wildcard spots. New York holds the first spot and is now just one game up on the Red Sox, who kept their hold on the second spot with a 6-0 win over the Baltimore Orioles. Toronto moved into a tie with the pesky Seattle Mariners, who were also one game behind Boston, entering their late game against the Oakland A's. I don't have the result on that. Yankees and Blue Jays will close out their three-game series tonight at Rogers Center. Both teams have now four games left to play. So we're hanging in right to the end, Blue Jays Nation. Moving on, and I was interested to get Darren's thoughts on this. We'll get it in the next segment. Point two. And actually, I didn't call up the viewer comments yet. I probably should. But I'll tell you right now, the Prairie Mobile text line is open. So if you have any thoughts on where we're at, I'm not going to be able to get the comments open here in segment one. I would do it while Darren's talking, but his microphone's not working, so I can't get the comments up. But I can read the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777. That is 840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS mobility dealer. And point two is this. From the Canadian Football League, the Edmonton Elks say general manager Brock Sunderland is medically exempt from a team policy requiring staff to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. The club issued a statement Wednesday saying the exemption was granted following consultations with multiple physicians. It did not offer any details on Sunderland's health. The statement says every member of the Elks remains committed to following public health best practices and adhering to the CFL's strict protocols for players, coaches, and support staff. Everybody but the general manager. 13 Edmonton players tested positive for COVID-19 in August, forcing the team into isolation and leading the league to postpone a game against the Argos in Toronto. At what point do we start to look up at Edmonton and go, what are they doing up there? Running players out of town, Losers of three in a row. Now their general managers found a loophole so as to not be vaccinated. I mean, have we seen Brock Sunderland on television? I, I don't, I'm here's hoping and praying that this is legit. Multiple physicians you had to go to to get an exemption to get a vaccination. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And yesterday, I, I, I guess Travis Hamannick's going through the same thing. NHL defenseman and somebody said, Rod, what's your thoughts on Travis Hamannick not getting vaccinated? I don't care anymore. Uh, got my shots and look where I am. Working in Florida, 
Life is great. You don't want to get your shot. Don't. Or you're going to have to put up with the abuse that goes with it. Point three. And I see the messages are coming in here, but we're already halfway through the warm-up. I'm handling it just fine without the moose. NHL preseason, Chicago Blackhawks captain Jonathan Taves played for the first time in more than a year Wednesday night in the Blackhawks' 4-3 shootout loss to the Detroit Red Wings. Taves assisted on Dominic Kubelik's goal late in the third, uh, sorry, late in the first period in the exhibition game and opened the shootout with a goal. Elsewhere, Michael Bunting scored thrice all on the power play to help the Toronto Maple Leafs beat Ottawa 4-0. Nico Heischer scored on a power play with 1-12 to go to give New Jersey a 5-4 victory over Washington. Boone Jenner had two goals and an assist in Columbus's 5-2 victory over the St. Louis Blues. Jansen Harkins had two goals and an assist to lead Winnipeg past uh, Edmonton last night. What was the final? I think it was 5-2. Evgeny Sveshnikov had a goal and two assists. Austin Poganski and Kyle Connor also scored for the Jets. Connor Hellebuck stopped 17 shots. For the Oilers, Brad Malone scored. I guess it was 5-1 was the score for Winnipeg. Ilya Konov. Konovalov made 17 saves on 21 shots in the first two periods. And Stewart Skinner stopped six of seven shots in the third. Saran Noel scored the tying goal with 44 seconds left in regulation and added the shootout winner as the Florida Panthers beat the Dallas Stars 4-3 at American Airlines Arena. Those two teams will get after it again Friday night at FLA Live Arena in Florida. I'll be there. And when I saw that they were going to a shootout last night in Dallas, I'm like, is this like what happened the other night in, here in Florida where it was, the game ended in overtime? And they're like, we're going to have a shootout now? Just for spits and giggles. It was a lot of fun. But Saran Noel scored in the shootout. The winner, Florida beat Dallas 4-3. Mason Marchman and Logan Hutsko also scored for Florida. Christopher Gibson made 35 saves. For the Dallas Stars, Alexander Radulov, Jason Robertson, and Jimmy Ben scored in a span of 7.02 in the second period. And lastly, Arizona beat Anaheim 4-1. Lawson Krause scored twice in the game for the Arizona Coyote. Uh, by the way, when are we going to do the ticket giveaway, Clark? Do we want to start doing this now or are we going to roll it into hour two? You're doing it already? Okay. So, okay, I'm going to mention it right now. The Winnipeg Ice of the Western Hockey League were good enough to come on board with us, and they want to give away three pairs of tickets on today's show to their home opener, 7 o'clock on Saturday night against the Brandon Wheat Kings at Fleming Arena. So just what are you asking for them to do, Clark? Is there a keyword that they need to write in there or something? What are we asking them to do? Oh, just write in Winnipeg Ice tickets in the comments. And you're automatically entered. We'll randomly draw for a chance to win a pair of tickets. We got three of them up, to, up for grabs for the ice and the Brandon Wheat King Saturday night at Wayne Fleming Arena. Uh, and we also have a giveaway later on from our friends at betregal.net, which I think might be talking a little bit more about them here in the warm-up for Recold Electric because we don't have the moose. He is literally loose. At Ecode Electric, our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. Ecole Electric, let's get to work. Um, Darren has a message for me. Rod, what is this? Good, good, good. All good. 
Okay, all is good with the moose. Jay's good. Sveshnikov. Right, everything's good. Thank you, Moose. Thanks. Again, he's 10 feet from the control room. We can't get him on the air. I am 3,000 miles away, sounding like Bob's my uncle. Bob's your uncle. How about that? <laughs> you never know what's going to happen on this show. There's a real letter, Letterman vibe. Anyways, to point four. I'm just going to skim through this because points five and six are frankly all that I want to talk about. Uh, but point four is the Thursday nighter tonight. Eh, I'll be watching, of course, because it's the Thursday nighter, but it's Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Where's Mo Wagger when you need him? From ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. The guy who predicted the Bengals would be third in the AFC North. Well, they entered tonight in a three-way tie for first in the AFC North at 2-1 and one with Cleveland and Baltimore. And tonight, the Bengals are home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the big talk, of course, is that this is the battle of the last two number one overall picks in the National Football League. Joe Burrow of the Bengals and, of course, Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bengals favored by 7.5 going into the game. I guess next block we'll ask the Moose if he's taking that bet or not. I, I don't know. Jags 0-3, of course. Not a bad turnaround under the Bengals, though. I, th- I feel like we need to talk more about this game with Moose next segment. But just before we went to air today at Bo Camper's Sports Bar and Grill here in beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Florida, got a notification from The Athletic. And I actually look forward to this every year. They rank the broadcasts in the National Hockey League. And I rarely ever agree with it. But I still like reading it. Just like This is power rankings for broadcast teams, okay? But in the National Hockey League. You see why I can get down on this discussion? Oh, I would love to have the moose here for this. But I'll tell you what I learned. And then you people can tell me throughout the program if you agree or not with these broadcast rankings, okay? So the worst broadcast, which, by the way, was last year as well, as ranked by view, whoa, by viewers and other, team mem- uh, other teams, are the Boston Bruins. They really, really hate Jack Edwards, the voice of the Boston Bruins. Quite frankly, I get a major bang out of the guy. So again, the rankings from The Athletic, a survey that's NHL-wide from viewers and teams and other broadcast crews, I believe, They have the Boston Bruins ranked worst. Let's jump immediately to the number one broadcast in the National Hockey League. They're saying it's the New York Islanders. I don't know, nothing against Butch Goring or that crew, but I would not have put the New York Islanders number one in the entire National Hockey League. Um, No. Number one Islanders. Number two, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Absolutely no arguments there. Those are all good friends of ours, of course. Yeah, right. Darren Millard, Gary Lawless, Shane Knighty. Oh, wait, they're all Canadians. Well, not all of them, but for the most part. Vegas number two. And then I wrote down the Canadian teams, and I think I might be light on some of them, but no, here they all are. Calgary Flames, 24th. They are the worst-ranked Canadian team in the athletics survey. The Calgary Flames, 24th. The Toronto Maple Leafs, 22nd. For spits and giggles, I put the Florida Panthers in. They're ranked 18th. The Florida Panthers, 
have a better broadcast, according to this survey, than the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames. And I wouldn't necessarily go uh, against that. Steve Goldstein, Goldie, was sitting over my right shoulder at the Panthers game the other night because he wasn't on the air. Number 16, the Edmonton Oilers. Number 15, the Ottawa Senators. Number 14, the Montreal Canadiens. Number 12, the Winnipeg Jets. And number 7, the Vancouver Canucks. So you folks can debate that amongst yourselves. The Vancouver Canucks rated to have the best television broadcast in the National Hockey League of, amongst Canadian teams. But again, number one, the Islanders. Number two, the Vegas Golden Knights. I could talk about this all day. And maybe we will. But this brings us to the end of the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. Our annual fall promotion is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Cold Electric, let's get to work. We'll get to the viewer comments, hopefully the moose when we come back. We're live from Bo Campers Sports Bar and Grill in beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And you're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.